0: Hello and welcome to a new episode of Pat's Chat. Today I have an awesome guest with me, it's uh, Noor shavan uh, He asked me to call him Ivan. Uh, hi uh, Ivan, how are you today? I'm good. I'm
1: good. Thank you for the invitation.
0: And uh, thank you very much uh, for your time. I know you're a quite busy man, so I really appreciate uh, your time. Uh, Iwan, you're Malaysian, you told me you're from uh, Ampang where you're currently also stuck or like you're working from home partly. Uh, Yes, correct. Yeah, you're into uh, solar systems, solar energy, which is an awesome topic. We will uh, talk about this more uh, later. First, uh, uh, of course, I want to know a little bit more about you. I know that you studied uh, in the University of Putra, Malaysia. You have a Bachelor in in Biology and then a Master in in, uh, Environmental Science and, and Management. So was that like... Uh, when you grew up, was that always like the topic that you wanted to follow, like in the, in the green area, let's say? Or how, how did that develop for yourself?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, to tell you the truth, actually, my ambition was to become a fighter pilot. <laughs> so, uh, you know, after I, made, I finished my secondary school, uh, I was good uh, in two subjects, biology and uh, physics. So after my study to pre-university, I took uh, life science. Again, my uh, I mean my best subjects were, were uh, physics and biology. Uh, but it was quite a rare combination because you can have a uh, study courses between uh, physics and chemistry or biology and chemistry. It's very rare for you to get biology and physics. <laughs> yeah. So I ended up. Uh, I mean, I applied for many courses by then. Then I got biology course from University of Toronto, Malaysia. Uh, then I said, so be it. So I become, I should have become a biologist. Uh, but then, you know, I then further my study in uh, environmental science. During that, uh, during my master, that I start to learn about, you know, global warming, uh, climate change and whatnot, right? So the green technology comes uh, in handy in that part. Uh, and during while doing my master, I involved in uh, entrepreneurship program under Malaysian Technology Development Corporation (MTDC). Uh, that's where I got the opportunity to choose technology from a local university. So one of the university, uh, one one of the technology was uh, solar charge controller, which is in solar energy system. So I chose that technology, uh, and you know until now, become a solar energy system integrator. <laughs> uh, basically, I, I use my background, uh, you know, when I learn uh, during secondary school, uh, you know, the subject, uh, we call it here Kemahiran Hidup. It's like uh, a hands-on subject where you learn how to cut woods, how to do basic electronics and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So I use that uh, background yeah. And I, I, I need to relearn again because mostly of the solar parts, I learned it hands on while doing the installation, mm-hmm. uh, being supervised by my, I should say, my mentor. Uh, his name is Paul. So he taught me a lot. Now, I, based on my experience and, and knowledge, that's how I'm involved in solar energy industry.
0: Wow, that's that's uh, awesome! Very very interesting. And uh, I saw like you started also a PhD, and you started like the company already very early. I think ten ten years ago, it was called yes, Solar Direct. GE, something like that. But there's uh, one thing that you did uh, in the meantime uh, between the studying and and like your your company that was quite interesting to read. You you were like a chauffeur. Uh, and a VIP oh, coordinator yeah. for, for a couple of events, like for the International Olympic Committee and also for yeah. the Laureus Award uh, that happened 2014 in KL. Let us know a little bit more about this uh, experience or what you
1: did. Alright, so you know, I mean to survive I do a lot of works, jobs, you know, side jobs and whatnot. Let me start with the PhD. <laughs> I, yes, okay. I, I I did no I did I mean I I did the halfway through PhD for two years uh, the idea was to use my uh, solar case study for the PhD you know uh, topic and title and then I found after two years I still failed to propose the title not to defend the title but to propose so I said to myself I cannot lie to myself anymore so I need to I mean stop first from us mm-hmm. If I were to do a PhD, I need to do it uh, full time. Yeah. I have time for projects, but I do not have time to write. So that will be my PhD story. And then uh, I was doing like like grab driver. I rent out uh, trucks. I sell lorry trucks vans. And then in uh, meanwhile, I do events like you said the uh, chauffeur uh, first event was uh, loris 2014 laurus award it's like the oscar award for sports yeah where all the big uh icons sports icon came mm-hmm. uh, but okay. unfortunately during that time 2014 they share, you know it got very big uh, issue of the mh370 right
0: oh yeah so, that was the same
1: year yeah oh that yeah, just that happened before year. right that yeah, it's like a few months, two, oh. three months before, two months, oh, Okay, okay. Uh, many big names uh, cancel their I mean uh, attendance to that event, like uh, Rafael Nadal. I think Messi also canceled. Even big Hollywood uh, stars also canceled their oh, wow. uh, invitation. Yeah. Uh, but then it was big, it, it was very big event. So uh, I had the opportunity to become uh, the VIP coordinator. So, I coordinate all those uh, movements. Uh, among our VIPs were Jamie Foxx. Uh, and then, I forgot his the name. Uh, the Dr. Strange. Uh, uh, Benedict. Benedict
0: Cumberbatch, yeah.
1: Yes, Benedict. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, like, uh, during that time, so, we have F1 race, right? So, Nico Rosberg, um, uh, Louis Hamilton. So, yeah. Eric Antona and whatnot, so many. So, wow. that was my job. I was coordinating. Uh-huh. Uh, during that time, uh, the event was sponsored by Mercedes. So, we have like 111 uh, Mercedes uh, in hands uh, for all those uh, VIPs. So, after that event, 2014, 2015, I got another opportunity. Uh, it was IOC, International Olympic uh, Commission, I said meeting something like that, so where Malaysia become the host uh, among them are all VIPs as well but they came not as their capacity of uh, you know like a king or queen or something like that they they came on their capacity of the Olympic uh, position that they have so all those uh, arrangement are being done by the committee instead of the official uh, government to government so, among Big Shots are uh, email of uh, Kuwait, uh, Queen, um, Prince of Denmark, uh, so many oh. names. Are, so many, yeah, all yeah. those queens and kings, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> nice. So, I personally uh, chauffeured uh, Prince of Denmark and uh, during my time, but the, the wow. cars are sponsored yeah. by uh, Audi. Okay. Actually, uh, yeah, Audi. Audi so day we day. have like 30, 35 units. So <laughs> during that time also, I got the chance to to test drive all nice. models. Uh, yeah, from okay. From Q7 to <laughs> Q5, A8, A7, A6, A4, you tell me about it. So each of the car already uh, tested. So proven on the max highway, you know, uh, the highway uh, from, from KL yeah. to airport, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, so yeah. I we mean, test like, driving, driving these cars was was more interesting than meeting the VIPs.
1: Yeah. So, <laughs> and there's another thing because uh, the the numbers of cars actually are not adequate. You know, like last time you have like hundred plus cars. This time you have only three hundred cars. But the trip are almost similar. So you need oh, to double up the trip Yeah.
0: yeah. So we oh, okay. were like
1: rushing like, from KL to KLIA, <laughs> KL to KLIA. I mean. Of course the cars are very supportive, so we become <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> we, we we try our best. Of course
0: of course you were not speeding, yeah. right? So don't no, no, I okay. just we okay. just follow
1: everything. <laughs>
0: of course, of course. So so let me know who, who is like the most um, awesome uh, VIP that you were able to really meet or talk to uh, during during this time.
1: Uh but then uh, during this thing uh, we were um, very professional uh, We avoid communication unless being asked to. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, actually we don't take selfie. Selfie is a big no no yeah, yeah, even though it's just like one half meter behind you yes. sitting in the car, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, then yeah. most of them, some of them are very sporting as well. But then we are, you know, very professional. We maintain our ethics. So. I uh, if you yeah. ask me, the coolest one was like uh, emir of uh, Kuwait lah. They came with uh, private jets and whatnot, right? Wow. So, we had two Q7, you know, SUV just to bring the luggage. Mm. <laughs> wow. Uh, so, so, <laughs> okay. guys, uh, so, all of our uh, trips are being escort, uh, escorted by our riders, by police and whatnot. So, it was very cool experience.
0: Nice. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. I, I like those stories. Uh, and for sure, it must be a good experience for you for you also. Yep. Um, so... Uh, yeah, let's move into uh, like the main topic, what you really uh, are the expert now and uh, disrupting and people follow you uh, on, on your journey. Uh, mostly for me it's an, on LinkedIn uh, that I see your posts and uh, I, I see the installation that you do and that's really awesome. But let's, let's start at the very, very beginning of that journey. Um, so I came uh, across the, the name Solar GE. Yeah. I think that was the first um, company that you that you started, right? So, uh, yeah. can, you, can Liz uh, know more about the? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> can you Liz, uh, know about the starting of, of your uh, entrepreneurship journey with uh, the solar energy uh, companies?
1: Alright. So just right after I graduated, two thousand nine, with my bachelor degree. Uh, let's there was a, a entrepreneurship program under MTDC Malaysian Technology Development Corporation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was like the apprentice uh, program where you know they have like two three hundred candidates uh, going for interviews and then going for uh, selection uh, process. So uh, in the end, they have selected 10 entrepreneurs, graduate entrepreneurs that need to choose the uh, technology from local university and to commercialize that technology. So I chose uh, solar energy. And, and then in th- 2011, there was in 2010, 2011, uh, the, the company's name was Solargy is heart. So uh, the technology we got from university was solar charge controller. It was the electronic part of uh, solar energy system. Uh, to control, to prevent from overcharge uh, of the battery and to prevent backflow of the solar panel. Uh, And then uh, after like 2013, 2014, I came up with the new brand, uh, Sunkrock Solar. Uh, The reason being because I saw in the industry, solar energy become too exclusive for, you know, like big implementation, it, it is deemed as you know advanced and expensive technology, so I really want to get rid of that kind of message. That's why I invented Sun Cross Solar. You know, even if see our logo is like cartoonish as well. Like I want bring I want to bring it very close, very close to the uh, client or user. So and then by two thousand fifteen, we find we found out that we are also social enterprise. Uh, we went for a social enterprise uh, course by Maya Harapan. Uh, during that time, we don't have any specific um, numbers or uh, equation for the social initiative. Every commercial project that we do, we will follow up with a social project. So Maya Harapan told us that was actually a social enterprise model. It is called cross-subsidization. It's like, you know, the the uh, clothes, Tom's, Tom's brand, you know, T-O-M-S brand, where you buy a pair of shoes that they will donate another pair to uh, uh, yeah. other beneficiaries, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's yeah. like, it's quite the mm. same uh, concept, but then in our case, it's a solar energy system. Uh. Mm,
0: okay. uh,
1: so until today, mm. we have like 1,300, 200 plus uh, beneficiaries that fully subsidize with a solar energy solution.
0: It it means you subsidize by your own company. So every commercial project that you have, you're making money, you like subsidize like one of these uh, smaller projects, yeah.
1: Correct, Uh, Uh out of our 1,250 beneficiaries, 70%, uh, sorry, I think like 60% fully, uh, we call it in-house subsidized. It's the fund come from our revenue of commercial projects? I mean, uh, 30, 40% uh, from our partner ship with uh, other organization when they want to do their CSR or sponsorship. So uh, that will be the breakdown of our fund for the social wow, initiative.
0: that's awesome, man. Yeah. That's awesome. And maybe we can uh, like just follow up on that. Um, uh, some of these projects, uh, some I saw, as I, as I mentioned before, on, on uh, LinkedIn, uh, you're supporting the, the people in very rural areas Areas really, um, I think it's called the Orang Asli, like the, the native yes, yes. people. Um, yeah, the that, people. Yeah, that 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 have no power at all for for the moment, uh, which uh, came to me also a bit of a. Sub- Surprise, I would say, because Malaysia is like well, I live in KL, right? So uh, yeah. you you will not think first like that there are still like um, areas with no power at all. But maybe you can let us know some of the projects that you did and how how that how that
1: really worked out. Alright, so first let me describe you the landscape of uh, our electrification in Malaysia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, there are some official numbers. Number uh, I mean they said uh, Malaysia is hundred percent. Uh, electrification uh, rate, some of them we got 98%. I should say it was essentially 98% because we still have people living without electricity here in Malaysia. But uh, compared to the major, the big population, the numbers quite uh, insignificant. And most of them live really deep in the rural or in island, island landscape or they live in uh, I should say, nomadic way of life. Mm-hmm. So it is hard oh, okay. for the um, caretaker government to provide electricity mm-hmm. uh, because of the, of the excess. Even though they, uh, they still have a lot of program like, you know, uh, diesel-powered uh, uh, supply for electricity, yeah. solar hybrid projects. Mm-hmm. So, these kind of uh, communities, uh, most of them, are half of them, I think, like Aboriginal people. And then, we have, like, ethnics in uh, Sabah and Sarawak. Uh, in, like, they live in, live in the jungle or nearby uh, because of the access. The grid, uh, in terms of the uh, economy of scale, to have the access of the grid uh, that makes the uh, electricity uh, very expensive. And also the numbers of uh, numbers of uh, people in that community is not that big. So I mean, you can see some of the plan is to relocate uh, to make centralized uh, community and whatnot. Uh, but then we, we don't have any, it's not our right to ask them to change their, in life, right? Yeah, That's sure, stuff. yeah. So, mm. uh, for us, uh, we do have a list of uh, beneficiaries to be. Uh, mm. Some of them uh, being communicated to us by uh, local partner, we call it, like NGOs and social TVs, that they will tell us, okay, we have like a house or village here that don't still have electricity. So, from that list, every time you have, uh, you know, extra revenue uh, from our commercial project or we have uh, interested parties to become our partner, then we will give them the list. Uh, uh, let's say their capacity, they want 20 house, 30 house, even one house. So we will go through the list. Then we will go one by one. Uh, like uh, last two, three days ago, there's a one house. Sicily actually, it's, technically, it's still in Klang Valley. But then the house uh, is not connected to the grid. Oh, and wow. again, it is by choice uh, for mm-hmm. the uh, it's a elderly couple, mm-hmm. 70 plus years old. Yeah. They choose to live uh, in, in that uh, area, area. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, like I said, again, it's not like near village or near proper housing uh, location. Uh, so it very had, it was very ad hoc uh, project. So... Alhamdulillah, we do have all the comp- all of those components to make it work uh, for basic lighting and charging. So we went to that house and installed the the system for them. They've been living without electricity for forty years. So wow, <laughs> yeah, and it, it was quite shocked that place is in technically Klang Valley. Klang Valley, yeah, yeah correct. Yeah, 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 Kuala yeah. Lumpur and Selangor. So uh. if you tell other people, I I don't think people will believe. <laughs> there are yeah. still people living without electricity as well.
0: Wow, that's impressive, yeah. So, so what did you do for, for them? I mean, what, what will they use the electricity for?
1: Uh, okay. So based on our capacity, we can only provide enough power for lightings and charging phone, uh, USB. Uh, but the approach, uh, most of our approach, uh, uh, like self installation, uh, we don't want to just provide the solar energy solution And then Mm -hmm. when we leave the place and then they don't know how to use or to maintain the system. So we will make sure the transfer of uh, knowledge as well. Mm, Uh, Let's say like I give you a typical project we have like 60 houses per project. Mm -hmm. So we will do a like half day or one day session of uh, demonstration Mm -hmm. and installation. So they will learn how to install the system themselves. Uh, The system that we provide is actually loose components. You have solar panel, controller, and batteries, and lighting. All are loose. Even though in the market they are very popular now, it's like power in a box. You just bring one box, then plug in solar panel, you can use it in your house. The problem with that box is uh, people don't understand what components needed to make the system works. So that's why we prefer to, to provide loose. And then they do their wiring and placing um, the lights uh, on their own. So by doing that, they know how to install. And so they know how to maintain the system. We don't want, this is a, it's a real case. Uh, we have uh, uh, installed one street light uh, near village. After one week, we got a phone call. They said uh, one of the lights are not working. So yeah. I uh, we went yeah, yeah. back. We went back to that place, bringing all the components and, you know, to repair the system. But actually, it was just uh, one loose wire from controller. I think because of the monkey hanging around on the seat pole. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> once you connect the wire, everything is okay again. Working again, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but then during that time, I need to rent trucks, you know, pay for the homestay, stay. stay. And they're up, we went there just for holiday. La. Mm. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> because everything, yeah, everything is paid. Right. So fr- from that experience, again, we have this similar experience in Myanmar. Mm. We have four projects in uh, per visit to Myanmar. Oh, the wow. first two okay. projects uh, we do together with local technician. La, we call it technician. So the third and the fourth project are being installed by the technician, supervised uh, by us. So after that, we don't have to go to Myanmar anymore because the technician know uh, knows how to install. And then he, in fact, he also teach other villages on how to install. So it's become like a viral thing thingy. La. So it become uh, spread out the, the knowledge and the skills. Uh, yeah, so being taught uh, over and over. Uh, and now we just send components. La. We don't have to go okay. on site. We don't have to be on site anymore.
0: Nice, yep. that that's great. So, um, so basically, what you do is like you show like the the locals, right, in that in that area, how to do it, so they can basically do themselves. They can also troubleshoot. So, um, yep. you, what you do is then uh, um, really provide them with the equipment,
1: so they can install by yep. themselves also. Oh, and yeah, uh, sorry, yeah. I think uh, I should say as yeah, well. I mean, at first we were quite skeptical. Whether they can learn and to do the installation or not, mm. but now, uh, I mean, these communities are they are very best at make do concept. You know, they are you know, uh, born as MacGyver you know <laughs> Yeah, okay. So they know how to make things work. So yeah, I mean, I just, I, honestly, we have skeptical, but then we were very surprised. Uh, even though you can imagine in Myanmar, we the language barrier is really you know they, they don't understand. What i'm saying i don't understand what they are responding as well i just use you know hand signal you know like <laughs> positive nice. and negative wire you cannot touch and they, they become oh, electricity wow. okay so
0: okay they,
1: they understand the message uh-huh. and uh, again when we uh, do the same concept here in malaysia and indonesia as well uh, they uh, we don't have that language barrier but they really the uh, really picked up the um uh, knowledge and the skills very quick mm. like i say because they are very best at make do concept you yeah. know how to make things work So awesome
0: so so i see that that was basically one of my questions like if the if the language was like a, a barrier or like also when you go very remote i'm not sure if everyone speaks like their local uh, language yeah. like some uh, or if they speak still Bahasa, if you can communicate well. Yeah. Uh, but what seems like the language is not not like really your main challenge. What what will you say is yeah. like the the biggest issues, problems, or challenges that you that you're facing when doing these uh, installations?
1: Uh, she said the first one would be uh, fun, The size of fun. Uh, you know when you go for to a village, you cannot provide just you know like some houses of the village like five or ten if the village consists of 50 60 village you make sure you provide to all houses <laughs> okay. or else you're gonna have a uh, political issue on the ground you know they will ask uh-huh. why this house get the system why my house don't yeah. get the system okay It'll be very yeah. messy uh, <laughs> so in order for us to do that we need fun uh, some of the projects, our fund are very limited. i give you an example. We have uh, one case here uh, here in uh, Sarawak. Our uh, fund was only like uh, 12,000 ringgit. But the house to be a recipient is actually 120 houses. Mm -hmm. So each house, we have only budget 100 ringgit. So I mean like, I still don't want to uh, lose that fund because, you know, that's all they, they can come up with. So, we need to think of something like for with hundred ringgit budget. Uh, luckily, the logistics are being taken care. So, it, the hundred ringgit per house is purely on components. Uh. So, uh, during that time, we came up with a very basic uh, solar energy system. Which is consists of uh, ten watt solar panel. Ten watt solar panel is like A4 size uh, panel, and then we got uh, controller and USB output with uh, lights. I'm not sure if maybe we provide the power bank as well, or oh, we ask the villagers to use their own power bank to cut costs. Okay, uh, yeah, so. Yeah the engagement is still the same. We teach them on how to do the installation and to connect the... Oh, yeah, I we'll forget. I bought the battery. I still remember because I bring 120 batteries <laughs> on the express boat. So they put the batteries on the, the rooftop of express boat. Oh. And then we need to bring the batteries and panel six hours journey from the JT mm, yeah. uh, towards the rural by wow. uh, four-wheel drive car.
0: Wow okay
1: so, yeah so it was <laughs> it was quite an experience
0: mm. so the the fund you say that's the the biggest challenge and I understand because you're subsidizing from your from your company yeah. right so how, how yes. can uh, people or companies like uh, really help are, are you running like other fundraisers or uh, donations or, uh, or something like that
1: yeah so from our content being pushed online, right? So, we, we are always open for partnership and sponsorship. Uh, but some of the projects are very ad hoc. Like. I mean, I ca- we cannot wait, you know, stand and wait to see the house uh, being used in, in dark. You know, they use candle, lantern, and whatnot. Again, this is Malaysia, right? So, we should have 100% electrification. No other people left uh, behind. So, uh, for us to have partnership and sponsorship, it takes time. You know, you need to send proposal. They need to get the approval and whatnot, right? So, for an uh, urgent job, somehow we find a way either in, you know, our own revenue or individuals. Uh, because to, to propose and such take time. So, any individuals that you know, believe in our cause, so you know they, they might donate or contribute uh, not only in uh, in fun, also in kind. La. Some of them even contributed their time and energy la, by joining mm-hmm. us to do the, the installation.
0: Oh, you mean they can come with you and help uh, with the installation like on, on site?
1: Yes, correct. Oh, if, okay. we, if the logistics uh, arrangement is not that um, hard mm-hmm. you know if, if we have spaces like uh, last week as well we have done an installation for uh, Surau like mosque mm-hmm. in, in the yep. rural area okay uh, yes. mm. but then I cannot travel with other passengers uh, you know, because of the MCO right so because yeah. of the travel restriction mm-hmm. so <laughs> I went there alone I mean like, not alone like, with other other like we went like four cars, four four-wheel drive cars, uh, but then it was only six people. So other people they have their own uh, job scope, you know, to do the wood job, the piping job, and whatnot. So I was doing the installation for solar alone. Uh, if we don't have this restriction, then you know, if we have spaces in the trip, we always welcome uh, people to join our mission.
0: I see that that's highly interesting and um, uh, again I, I saw some of the projects that you did that you uh, assemble yourself and helping there uh, some of the videos that you share are quite uh, well quite fun yeah. because you try to do the video and you hear like hammering and working <laughs> everywhere.
1: Yeah because every, everybody's you know try to meet the deadline. Uh, they <laughs> yeah. were installing the sprinkler water sprinkler on the rooftop So, you know, during that time, I was like, oh, finally, I got a very, you know, calm situation for me to do video. Because all this while, my video are on the run video, you know, on the roof. You know, I need to do the installation and I need to hold the camera and whatnot. So, this time, I bring uh, (laughs) a tripod. But again, you know, when you think everything is, should be okay, something happened, right? So, (laughs) that's all.
0: <laughs> that's how
1: it is that's how it is
0: absolutely um, yeah, maybe
1: should, to, yeah yeah i need to tell the the uh should say the magical moment uh mm-hmm. when you have installed the, the uh, solar energy system right so when the beneficiaries you know like villagers the user of the house household uh, see the electric powered light for the first time uh, that will be your magical moment you know, of course, you're doing business for profit, you know, for financial means, right? Uh, but then, uh, when you, in that moment, when you see people see something that is being waited for so long, uh, I mean, sometimes the, the moment itself uh, overcome the financial outcome of that, uh, you know, of your venture. So I should should let, yeah.
0: Yeah, I understand. I understand. And that's, uh, I think, a very beautiful final uh, sentence for for our chat. I really admire what you do. I really have a lot of respect for for what you do. I hope uh, many more people can uh, help and support you. Um, As uh, Ivan mentioned, uh, he needs funds. He needs time. He needs uh, power and energy of people uh, to help him. Um, I hope we can find uh, um, some uh, donors, sponsors uh, that really interesting to help for this cause. Um, so thank you very much, uh, Ivan, Definitely. for doing this. Thank you very yeah, much for I've your done. time sharing sharing this. Yep. That was uh, highly High-paying. interesting. Uh, thanks so much. And thanks uh, to you for watching. And uh, stay tuned for another episode of Pat's Chat next week. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye. This episode was brought to you by Hopnop. HopNop is a community of like-minded professionals, freelancers, entrepreneurs, founders, business owners, and local influencers that meet monthly at unique venues to network, mix, and mingle. Live networking events are the best way to meet new people in your city and make new connections. HopNop, your network is your network. Grow your circle of influence.